Okay, here we go. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, depending on what time you're listening to this lecture. So uh, right now, we're going to discuss the genetic control mechanisms of cellular growth. So what does that mean? That means that we're going to talk about the things that enable a cell to maintain itself and actually reproduce. And uh, of course, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we're also going to find out why some cells do not stop reproducing and eventually kill the, uh, the person or the host, to be more specific. And that is, of course, cancer. So let's talk about first genetics. So there are approximately 30,000 genes in the body, which means there are actually a lot of proteins, theoretically, that can be formed. Now, a lot of people also think that when they say or hear the word gene, it talks about traits or characteristics. But it's actually a lot more complicated than that. If you look at it from a biochemical and physiological point of view, a gene is actually a set of instructions, which is composed of a nucleic acid, which is deoxyribonucleic acid, which will control the formation of another nucleic acid. In this case, that would now be RNA. Now, when this RNA is formed, this is the one to create the protein that is needed in the cell. Now, let's talk about gene expression. Now, what is this about? Remember that whenever we start off with a DNA template, what is copied becomes the RNA. And that is what we call transcription. Okay? That is what we call transcription. Now, when it goes out of the nucleus and into the cytoplasm, and then it is now being followed, let's say that the instructions are now being followed to produce the protein that is needed, that is now the process known as translation. And overall, that is the process known as gene expression. So allow me to simplify it further for you. Paano nga ba ito? Say for example, na you have a very famous chef, world-class chef. Ngayon naglabas siya ng cookbook. And of course, yung cookbook na yon ay may recipe. So think about the person na by heart, memorized niya yung kanyang recipe. So ginagawa niya is sinusulat niya sa isang libro or papel, which will eventually become the cookbook. And that will be transcription. Ngayon, you already have the recipe. Kasi nga, nakuha mo, maybe binili mo, or hiniram mo, kopya ng libro niya. What you will now do is try to replicate the instructions. Or to replicate the dish, rather, using the instructions to create the dish. That is now translation. So I hope that made it uh, more palatable or easier to uh, understand for those of us na hindi gaanong maganda yung background sa biochemistry. So pag-usapan natin yung protein synthesis. What is protein synthesis or why protein synthesis? Remember that proteins compose the majority of the body. So it's a good place to start. If you look at it, there are actually a large number of genes which are attached end-on-end -end in extremely long double-stranded helical molecules of DNA. In short, this is the DNA na structure on the Right. Now, if you look at it talaga, even a single chromosome, if you put it from end to end, yung DNA niya, isa lang ha, isa lang, can actually lead to a length of 6 centimeters. So that will give you an idea kung gaano ka-tightly packed itong structure na ito. Now, pag pinag-usapan natin ng DNA, actually, tatlo yung composition niya. One, it's composed of phosphoric acid, it's composed of a sugar, which is deoxyribose, and isa lang out of the four nitrogenous bases. So, yung nitrogenous bases na yon, it can be classified into two, which is the purine and the pyrimidine. 
So kapag murine, ito yung adenine and guanine. Kapag pyrimidine naman, ito yung thymine and cytosine. So again, isa lang ang kailangan sa kanila. Isang phosphoric acid, isang deoxyribose, and isang nitrogenous base, alinman, purine or pyrimidine. So what forms the helical strands, yung nag-iikot-ikot na para nakabraid? Ito yung phosphoric acid and deoxyribose. In reality, if you look at it from, I guess, a very powerful microscope, ang makikita mo is that nag-alternate, nagpapalitan pala. So sugar, then uh, phosphoric acid, then deoxyribose, then phosphoric acid. Yan yung itsura nung, nung braid, no? nung braid ng DNA, kung, kung parang buhok pa nakabraid. Ngayon, ano yung nasa gitna? Nasa gitna yung base. So kita nyo dito, kita nyo, ito yung nakahelix na yan. Okay, na napaikot na parang spiral na staircase, ano? Actually, that is a sugar and then the phosphoric acid, then sugar, phosphoric acid. Nagpapalitan sila. And then, kita nyo, nasa gitna yung any nitrogenous base. So, if you look at the first stage of DNA formation, kailangan mo ng phosphoric acid and deoxyribose kasi nga, eto yun nandito, di ba? And then, dagdagan mo ng any of the four here. Adenine, thymine, guanine, or cytosine. And syempre, anong lalabas nun? When you combine phosphoric acid, deoxyribose, and any of the bases, it can be any of these four. It could be deoxyadenylic acid, deoxythymidylic acid, deoxyganilic acid, and even deoxycytidylic acid. Now, ito na yung sabi natin kanina na each DNA strand is composed of an alternate or nagpapalitan na phosphoric acid and deoxyribose molecule. So, ano naman yung rule sa gitna? May rule tayo. Na dapat, pag may purine, ang partner niya or kakabitan niya will be a pyrimidine. So, for example, if you have an adenine, ay dapat kabit, ang kakabitan niya will be thymine. Ganon din, if you have a guanine, kakabitan niya dapat si cytosine. Now, how about the genetic code? Alam natin na DNA will control the formation of proteins in the cells depending on ano yung kailangan. So, for example, kulang ng isang protein ang gagawin na instructions will be based on the, sabi na lang natin, architecture na kailangan to create that specific protein na kailangan. So, how is it formed? It's formed when two strands of DNA split apart. Ibig sabihin, para siyang nag-uncoil. At kapag nag-uncoil yung nakabraid, anong nangyayari? Na-expose yung nasa gitna. Ano yung nasa gitna? Yun yung purine or pyrimidine na base. So, we actually arrange that into three. Kaya ang tawag natin dito is successive triplets of bases. Pero we group them together, we call that a code word. Specifically, we call that a codon. Okay? We call that a codon. Tapos yung mga codon na yon will tell us, depende sa arrangement, will tell us kung what type of amino acid ang ilalabas niya. Ngayon, damihan mo. Damihan mo yung codons. Ibig sabihin, dadami din yung amino acid na sunod-sunod. Yun naman will become eventually a protein. Specifically, it will become the primary structure of the protein. By the way, it's being read from left to right. So you're gonna see that uh, in the next few photos. Okay, dito na pala. So kita nyo ito. We always take a look at the strands nasa taas. So ilan to? You have one, two, and three. So that is one codon. One, two, three. That is another codon. And that is one, two, three. That is another codon. So this is a triplet. Okay, triplet na codon. So, kita nyo na nakakabit siya sa isang pyrimidine or 
purine. Depende. Okay? Depende. Tapos importante, mag-partner sila. How is it being read again? From left to right. Now, this is going to make more sense if you look at the second photo. So, eto na yung DNA strand na inancoil mo yung braid and then naka-expose yung gitna. So, eto na yung itsura nila. So, ang mangyayari ngayon, si RNA polymerase, kukopyahin niya. So, ano sabi natin? It's being read from left to right. So, eto no, left pabasahin to right. So, ano ang lalabas? Kita nyo G, di ba? G. Edi syempre, ano sabi natin? Si guanin, kakabit kay cytosine. That's why, ganun din. Si cytosine, pag cytosine ang nabasa niya, ang lalabas will be guanin. Okay? Bakit T? Kasi nga, RNA ito. Okay? Ribonucleic acid. Ito, deoxyribonucleic acid. So, ito na ang lalabas. So, ano ito? This will be the one on the right. So, ito yung katapat niya. G will now be C. And same way, tapos yung C magiging G. So, in reality, this is proline as the uh, as the amino acid. This is serine and this is glutamic acid. So, that's how you know na ano yung amino acid. Now, damihan ng damihan mo ito, this is going to be now an actual protein. So, let's talk about the transcription process or yung kanina nga, yung uh, ginagawa ng isang chef habang sinusulat niya sa isang papel at nagiging libro, yung alam niya by heart kasi nga siya yung gumawa ng recipes. So, the DNA is located in the nucleus of the cell. Pero, isipin mo ha, yung DNA yung instructions na sa pinakaloob ng cell. Pero, yung gumagalaw, yung kumbaga makinarya ng cell, nasa labas. Kasi nga, nasaan siya? Nasa cytoplasm. So, ano ibig sabihin nun? Kailangan merong mechanism na manggagaling yung instructions from the nucleus into the cytoplasm. There has to be a means na mag-communicate sila. So, paano yun? Nangyayari ito through the creation of messenger RNA in the process known as transcription. So, ito yung pagsusulat ni Chef. So, ito nangyayari dito. Again, pag nakabukas na yung DNA strand, nagiging transcribed into the RNA template. Ngayon, ang mangyayari, uh, ganito. Yung dalawang strand, just to, get, uh, to give you more detail, no? ang dalawang strand is hihiwalay siya temporarily because you cannot uncoil the entire strand. Konti lang at a time. So, some of them, yung nakabukas, will now be used as the template para gumawa ng RNA. Tapos yung code triplets are used to create complementary code triplets which are now known as the condons in the RNA. So, anong sabi natin? Ito yung babasahin. Ito yung, kumbaga, complementary copy niya kasi nga, di ba, kung kailangan pyrimidine, kailangan magiging purine and vice versa. So, ito naman ang susundin to create the protein na kailangan. So, that's why ganito yung itsura niya. So, just so you know, kasi importante ito sa physiology, you should know na may apat na types of RNA. So, the question is, Ito ba yung umaalis from the nucleus going to the cytoplasm? That will be messenger RNA. Kasi nga, ito yung messenger. The transfer RNA is the one that will transport the activated amino acid to the ribosomes para gawin yung actual na protein. That will be transfer RNA. Ngayon, yung ribosomes, meron din yung RNA. Kaso, it's not only RNA ang laman niya. It's actually composed of around 75 other proteins. Pero... Just to make it simple, itong ribosomal RNA is the one found in the actual ribosome na mismong gumagawa ng protein. Mismong bumab- nagbabasa ng instructions na messenger RNA. 
Now, how about microRNA? Ito yung pang-apat. They are single-stranded that generate the uh, process na lang, no? or uh, regulate the process of gene transcription and translation. So once again, transcription is yung pagsusulat ni chef ng kanyang recipe at si translation naman yung iyong interpretation ng dish niya or ng recipe. So in reality, ganito yun. No? Medyo toxic siya kung tingnan nyo. Ito yung mga amino acids natin and then ito yung mga codons niya na itsura. So ito yung uh, makikita mo. So, anong importante lang naman dito sa slide na to? Lalo na if you're gonna go into medicine and uh, biochemistry, kasi kasama talaga yun. Ang importante dito is this. We have the CI and the CT. So, ito yung CI, which is the chain initiating or the chain terminating. Ibig sabihin, para simplify natin, it's going to be the start and stop codon. So, anong importante dito? Do you remember na kailangan kumopya ng... Uh, ng, or rather, kailangan kopyahin yung DNA template para maging RNA. So, paano malalaman ng cell na yun ang parteng kopyahin? Malalaman niya kapag nakakita siya ng AUG, which stands for methionine. So, eto yung start. So, pag nakakita siya ng methionine, ah, eto yung parte na kailangan kong kopyahin. How do you stop? So, paano niya malaman na tapos na siyang kumopya? Tatlo ang pwede niyang makita. Eto si which I think it's funny, kung, kung ikaw ay bisaya, it is uwa, uwag, and uga. Okay? So this should be uh, a lot easier to remember if you have a uh, Cebuano or bisaya background. So AUG, start, and you stop kasi uwa, uga, and uwag. Okay? So I hope that makes sense. So now, Kapag si RNA ay umabot na ng ribosome, it travels to the ribosome. Ano ibig sabihin nun? Ito si messenger RNA and then lulusot siya to the other side sa loob ng, ng ribosome. Tapos ano itong lumalabas dito? Yan yung amino acid sequence. So again, it starts with AUG but ends with UAA, UAG, and UGA. So kanina nakita natin na anong lumabas kanina sa ribosome. Ito yung amino acids. Kanina yung nasa gitna. Diba? Yung packet yung labas niya. Tapos, kapag you twist them in the certain structures, pwedeng uh, a certain way, like uh, an alpha helix or a beta sheet, depende na. Yan will be, uh, that could be the secondary structure. Tapos, gawin mo siyang sheet again. That will be the tertiary structure. And then, possibly a quaternary structure. Ito na yung mga iba't ibang protein structural levels. So, maraming iba dyan na hanggang tertiary lang. Iba dyan, eh, kailangan ng quaternary. So, depende na lang kung ano yung kailangan ng cell at the time. Ngayon, pag-usapan natin yung cellular reproduction. So, sa life cycle of the cell, um, yung period niya from cell reproduction to the next cycle is actually controlled also by the DNA. So, hindi lang siya um, sabihin natin na replacement of proteins or production of proteins na kailangan. So, it's actually the actual uh, maintenance of cell life and even reproduction kung kailangan. Now, may ginawa silang test or experiment at ito ang nakita nila. If uninhibited, it could be as short as 10 to 30 hours, which terminated by a series of physical events known as mitosis, which results in the formation of daughter cells. Ibig sabihin na actual mitosis lasts only 30 minutes. So, 95% of the cell cycle is spent on the 
interval between mitosis known as interphase. Okay, so take note of that. Ha? Ang actual mitosis is only 30 minutes. So, 95% ng cell cycle or life cycle is found in the interphase, which is the, which is the phase na kung saan walang ginagawa na pagdi-divide. Ganun na lang. So, in normal conditions, the cell is always inhibited. Kaya nga sabi natin kanina, if uninhibited. Or if uninhibited. So, in reality kasi, kinokontrol ito by some factor for some reason. That is why, iba't iba ang... Uh, ang speed or rate na pag-divide ng iba't ibang part ng cells natin. So, kunwari, meron tayong 10 hours for bone marrow cells. Ibig sabihin, kapag meron tayong bleeding, kailangan ng bagong red blood cells. So, that's why we get to see mga reticulocytes and all that. Okay? Now, in comparison, meron ding cells na halos hindi na nag-divide. Kung meron man, napaka-limited niya. Ano ito? Ito yung mga nerve cells. Or, like in this case, the brain. Kasi nga, once you develop the brain, that's it. At least for the large part. Kasi there's actually uh, studies right now saying that memories are produced by actual new, actual new, no, new cells. It's uh, associated with the, believe it or not, the sense of smell. Kaya daw, the sense of smell is associated with very, very powerful memories. Kasi daw, dahil doon. So going back. So replication of DNA in the chromosomes, uh, kailangan mangyari ito. Kasi, uh, it's a requirement before mitosis can happen. Okay? Kailangan mag-replicate muna yung DNA in the chromosomes. So, DNA begins to be duplicated 5 to 10 hours prior, depende, no? Basta prior to mitosis, and it's completed in 4 to 8 hours. So, this results in two exact DNA replicas which will form two new daughter cells through mitosis. And after DNA replication, 1 to 2 hours pass before mitosis begins abruptly. Again, ha, kailangan mag-complete muna ang DNA replication before mitosis starts. And in between both things, kailangan lumipas ang around 1 to 2 hours before mag-divide mismo ang cell. So, ito naman yung chemical and physical events ng DNA replication. So, ang DNA, nare-replicate din siya almost the same way with RNA except for some differences. So, nakita nyo kanina na pag gumawa tayo ng protein, Kasi kanina, protein lang yung ginagawa, di ba? Ito is actual division, cell division. So, kung kanina, e part lang or yung portion lang ng DNA ang kailangan, ang kinokopya para maging RNA at eventually maging messenger RNA and magiging uh, amino acid and eventually a protein, in this case, ang nangyayari is the entire strand. At hindi lang isa, kundi dalawa. So, hindi lang siya portion, buong-buo, dalawa pa. Next. Ayun nga, no? The entire DNA is copied. Tapos instead of uh, RNA polymerase, ang ginagamit is DNA polymerase. At tinutulungan tayo ng DNA ligase which causes the bonding of successive nucleotides to each other. So we don't have to really get into that unless we're, we're gonna go into medicine talaga. But just understand na it's DNA polymerase being helped by DNA ligase. Na? Alin yun doon, ginagawa ng DNA ligase? It causes the bonding of nucleotides to each other. Ano yun ng kukopya? It's DNA polymerase. Ano pa? So a strand is copied simultaneously at multiple ends. Again, joined together by DNA ligase. So it's not something na sabihin mo na isang portion lang ang kinopya at one time. Sabay-sabay na maraming portion. 
So each new strand remains attached to the original DNA strand, which makes them coil together. And then, strands are uncoiled by periodically cutting each helix along its entire length. Kaya na sinabi natin kanina na each chromosomal DNA helix is about 6 centimeters long. Ngayon, pag-usapan natin ng repair, proofreading, and mutation. So minsan, nagkakaroon ng error. Kasi nga, um, hindi naman perfect yung lahat ng process. Although if you really look at it, sa dami ng cellular activities na nagaganap sa buong katawan, napaka-konti ng sabihin natin error rate niya. Okay? Pero nangyayari pa rin siya. So para mangyari ito or para maiwasan ito na maging defective siya na protein, kailangan natin ng DNA proofreading. So, dahil meron tayong DNA proofreading, ang nangyayari is that nagkakaroon tayo ng lesser mistakes. And these mistakes, kapag talaga ay hindi siya napigilan, they are now what we call mutations. Okay? They are now called mutations. Kasi nagkakamali-mali, nagbabago yung itsura ng gene or ng codons or ng amino acid, tawag sa kanila ay mutations. Now, anong effect kung nagkaroon ka ng mutation? Magkakaroon ka ng abnormal protein. Or, sabihin na lang natin, no, kung virus pa ito, a mutant variant. Mga ganon. Tapos, anong problema nito? If you have an abnormal protein, of course, hindi mo kontrolado yung function niya kasi nga may problema. Then that would mean that there could also be an abnormal function and even cell death. Pwede mamatay or pwede ikamatay ng mga kasama niya. Kasi sometimes, even abnormal proteins, when, when they become abnormal cells, kapag, you know, kapag madami-dami na yung problema, Eh, sometimes they refuse to die, and that is a problem. So, remember, anong sabi natin? When they mapped out the human genome relatively a few decades ago, I think, they saw around 30,000 genes. And then, assuming na in between generations, nanay-tatay, there should be around 30 years between uh, a nanay and the anak niya, or what they call the generational gap, you can expect na around 10 mutations can occur in the transfer of genes between the parents and children. Ibig sabihin, galing sa nanay o tatay mo, papunta sa'yo, expect na at least merong 10 mutation. Ganun na lang. So as a protection, is it a problem? The answer is not, uh, it doesn't have to be really a problem. Minsan pwede. But most of the time, hindi. Bakit? Sayin natin ha. Each genome is represented by two separate sets of chromosomes. This makes at least one functional gene always available to the child despite possible errors. Kasi nga, one from your mom and one from your dad. Kaya, palpak man yung isa, eh, bumabawi yung normal na version. That's why you always get two copies. So the human cell, if you look at it, contains 46 chromosomes, arranged in 23 pairs. Of course, one pair of will be yung sex chromosomes. And most of them are identical or almost identical to each other. But it also contains a large amount of proteins na other than DNA ang kasama niya. No? And we call them histones. So ano ito mga histones? Uh, sabihin na lang natin na para siya mga barrel shape na may core sa, sa gitna na kung saan doon naka, naka-ikot. No? Parang niyayakap niya siya ng DNA helix na kung saan ang itsura niya is masyado siyang tight, masyadong masikip and very uh, very ano no, very yun nga, very tight yung packaging niya na ang nangyayari is it's almost impossible for them to be used as a template for the formation of DNA or RNA. Para siyang safety mechanism na lang. So how about cell mitosis? Now cell mitosis is actually the process 
kung saan na, na yung isang cell ay nagiging dalawa. So, once each chromosome has been replicated to form chromatids, yung maliliit, no? Mitosis follows automatically around 1 to 2 hours after. Yun yung pinag-usapan natin. So, ito yung uh, apat. Actually, no? if you look at it, dati kasi prophase, metaphase, anaphase, and telophase lang. Pero meron palang pro-metaphase. So, ito yung stages ng cell mitosis. So, prophase is the first stage. If you ask me, this is the first stage. So, ito din ang my spindle cells na nagperform. And the chromosomes of the nucleus, yung mga loosely coiled strands na in interface, become condensed into well-defined. So dito sa phase na to, mas nagiging well-defined yung structures ng chromosomes. Next will be prometaphase. This is where, kung makikita niyo yung sa photo, no? the growing microtubular spines of the aster, meaning parang star fragment, uh, the nuclear envelope. So, uh, multiple microtubules from the aster or star attached to the chromatids at the centromeres where they are still bound to each other. And ang nangyayari is that they're going to pull each other toward the cellular pole. And yung isa naman sa kabilang pole or the opposite pole. Sa metaphase, kita niyo yung dalawang aster na yung dalawang star. So, mas lumalayo sila sa isa't isa. Kasi nangyayari, in chromatids are pulled tightly by their attached microtubules to the center, lining up to form the eventually equatorial plate of the mitotic spindle. So kung sa globe pa, di ba may equator, ganun din sa cell. So this is because chromatids are pulled tightly by their attached microtubules sa gitna. Now, in anaphase, uh, they are now pulled apart at the centromere and all 46 pairs of chromosomes are separated kaya nagkakaroon tuloy ng two separate sets of 46 daughter chromosomes. One set is pulled toward the one mitotic aster, yung star, and the other toward the other star. So, ang nangyayari is that mas lalong lumalayo sa isa't isa yung dalawang pole. And in telophase, Ito na yung parang almost talaga no? na nagsisimula na tinatawag nating cleavage. So, laging naiisip ng tao kapag cleavage, no? eh, parang bastos. But no, uh, the cleavage is actually a, an actual scientific term. So, dito, yung mitotic apparatus, yung, uh, yung pang-divide ganina at yung pang-hihila-hila nila, nawawala. And then, nagkakaroon ng bagong nuclear membrane na nagperform around each set of chromosomes. So, saan naman ang galing ito? Itong bagong uh, nuclear membrane na to. Galing ito sa portions ng endoplasmic reticulum na gawa na. Okay? So, after that, ganun pa rin sa telophase, nahahati na siya. And uh, it's caused by the formation of the contractile ring of microfilaments composed of actin. And according to some books, probably myosin also. But anong established? Established lang is that ang actin talaga, ang sabi na lang natin yung lead protein na ito. Although that is just my term, take note that it's more of actin that is the primary na sabi na lang natin, primary na ano dito, na artista. Ganun na lang. Okay? And probably daw myosin. So, control and growth of cell reproduction. Ngayon, uh, some cells reproduce all the time. Like red blood cells, the bone marrow, diba, kung, kung kailangan. Uh, germinal layers of the skin kasi pag nasugatan tayo or di ba, we're continuously shedding skin and even the gut epithelium. Bakit? 
Kasi gut epithelium usually prone siya to abrasion and even some uh, injury lalo na kapag uh, kapag may mga ano no may mga hindi dapat nandoon or may masyadong acidic yun siya nagkakaroon ng ulcers and all that. So meron ding iba na hindi nag-reproduce for many years kaya ng smooth muscle cells natin and some do not really reproduce at all other than nung fetal stage pa tayo like yung neurons and most of the straightened muscle cells and that is why that is in a way the genetic basis or cellular basis kung saan bakit ang tagal talaga mag-heal kapag uh, skeletal muscle ang tinamaan now in some tissues like the liver um meron silang special mechanism na kung saan kapag uh, kumonte yung number of cells nagte-trigger ito ng reproduction until na na-hit nila yung adequate number pero this is not really accurate kasi further studies would tell us na in reality pala it's actually the mass mas sensitive sila sa liver mass instead of sa actual number of cells of the liver so that's why no i forgot the which tale it was na parang there was this person who was being punished and uh, kinakain yung kanyang liver no by an eagle or something kasi may ginawa siya so this is a very old tale i think and the reason for that is that early pa lang no ang maganda dito is that early pa lang in history in ancient times pa lang alam na nila na in a way nagre-regenerate pala yung liver mas mabilis than others so i think that's an amazing fact so what else uh, konti lang yung alam natin about how exactly nako-control ng uh, cells yung uh, ng katawan rather yung cellular growth pero ang alam lang natin so far is that Growth factors can come from other parts of the body. Ibig sabihin, they could respond from signals na hiwalay sa kanila. What else? Normal cells should stop growing when they run out of space. Now, take a look at this. The photo on the right you will see is what we call yung parang crown phenomenon. Okay? Na mga trees. Na kung saan, eto daw yung isang argument kung saan na sinasabi nila, nag-uusap daw pala yung mga trees sa isa't isa. Kasi talagang hindi sila nagko-connect. No, hindi sila sabihin natin nagsasapawan, hindi sila nagkakaroon ng uh, tangling, no, ng mga tangles. So this is an example daw or evidence na nag-uusap sila. The same way with cells, this is what we call, or this is what could be called as contact inhibition. So they stop when they either hit physically, no, pag may nakita sila, may nakabangga sila na cell, or kapag nakita nila na, konti lang yung space na available. Now what else? In one experiment, nakita nila na cells would stop growing pala kapag yung kanilang secretions ay dumadami sa isang culture medium. So, hindi pa nila fully na-understand ito, but they are saying na maybe dahil dito, nagkakaroon ito ng negative feedback. Okay? In short, sabihin na lang natin no, na may... Although, no, medyo, <laughs> medyo kadiri itong example na to. But imagine nyo na lang na kunwari merong uh, sampo, no? May sampong uh, mga athlete na pawis na pawis. Tapos dumadami pa rin sila. Sabi natin, umabot na sila ng 100 na mga athlete. For some reason, na dumadami sila. Sa so, sobrang pawis nila, tapos nakita nila na halos malulunod na sila sa kanilang pawis, doon sila magsasabi na, okay, masyado na ata tayong marami, let's stop. So parang ganun yung principle dito, na cells will stop growing once na merong tiny amounts of their secretions are allowed to collect or to pull in the culture medium. Alam ko kadire, but I just hope it makes more sense. Now, regulation of cell size. 
So it's interesting na in reality, if you look at it, a single cell can actually grow so many times, no? Or let's just say, if you don't stop it, it's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. So what have we learned so far about the regulation of cell size? So it's determined by the amount of functioning DNA in the nucleus. Now, if replication does not occur, the cells remain at that specific size. Not size, no? that size. So may nakita silang paraan. It's also possible to prevent formation of the mitotic spindle using an agent or medication known as colchicine, even if DNA replication continues. So this will lead to, of course, an unusual number of DNA na masyadong marami than usual in the nucleus. At ang nangyayari is that the cell will now instead grow larger. Kasi iisipin ng cell na, ah, kasi dumadami siguro yung RNA ko. Kaya I have to grow bigger. Parang ganun na lang. So now let's talk about cell differentiation, which is actually very interesting experiment nila, no? So cell differentiation is very popular if you think about it as a concept of stem cells. In fact, uh, it's a very hot topic ngayon. I believe in stem cell therapy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, has not yet been given the green light by our government agencies. But in other countries, meron na. Although meron tayong mga um, clinics dito na nagpa-practice in some form or some way. But other than that, when you talk about stem cells, sila actually ang bida sa cell differentiation. So if you look at this here, kita nyo, no? Uh, this is not a stem cell, though. This is a sperm cell and then your egg cell. Pag nag-combine sila, eventually magiging fetus or embryo rather. And then it's going to differentiate into different types of cells, which is what we are now. So if you look at cell differentiation, it refers to changes in the physical and functional properties of cells as they proliferate in the embryo which eventually become the organs that we have now as mature adults. So, ano yung experiment na pinag-usapan natin? Yung experiment na ginawa nila was that kinuha nila yung nucleus from an intestinal mucosal cell ng isang frog at nilagay nila sa isang egg cell ng frog. So, isipin mo, ah, edi ibig sabihin dalawa na yung nucleus doon. Of course. So, ang ginawa nila, inalis din nila yung, yung nucleus ng egg cell ng frog. At ano nangyari? Dahil doon, kahit na nanggaling sa intestines yung nucleus na yon, nag-develop pa rin into a normal frog. So what does that mean? That means na kahit yung intestinal mucosal cell, kumpleto ang genetic material and genetic na instructions to create a normal organism. Kahit na, kahit na galing siya sa intestines. So what have we learned from that? No? Saya-saya ni frogs are right. So we have learned that yung cell, differenti- uh, cell differentiation happens not because na merong nawawala na genes na hindi na ginagamit or something, but rather because na nare-repress lang sila. Or kumbaga, sabihin na lang natin na um, may pumitigil na lang sa kanila. So this is, um, this is done through possibly a regulator protein which will repress the group of genes. So that's why sinasabi, so 30,000 cells natin in the human genome, or 30,000 genes rather, not cells, mali yun eh. only around 8 to 10,000 are actually produced by mature cells. Okay, now let's talk about cell death. So paano namamatay ang cell? Okay, depende no, ang tanong dito. Natural ba? Kung natural is apoptosis. Hindi ba natural? O may problema ba? Kasi hindi siya physiologic or normal. Then that would be pathologic. Then that would be necrosis. So masayang-masaya yung photos, alright, no? 
You have dis- uh, dishonored yourself and your organism. I do not deserve to live. Ah, diba? So, yun yung apoptosis, which is, sabi nga, cellular harakiri. So, what is apoptosis? In fact, it's one of the things na probably, no, malibas, almost ka-level siya ng mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Apoptosis is programmed cell death. Yun yung parang uh, ka-level niya. Now, how does it actually occur? It occurs through specific proteolytic cascade. Ibig sabihin, uh, nasisira yung cell mismo sa loob, which causes the cell to eventually shrink and condense and disassemble its cytoskeleton and alter its cellular surface. To the point na dahil hindi na siya magmumukhang normal, it's going to attract the immune system. Pinaagi sa macrophage. And then eventually, wawasakin siya ng macrophage. So it's initiated by a family of proteases or protein enzymes alang, no? known as caspases. So of course, they are synthesized as pro-caspases kasi nga hindi pa sila activated, kaya nga may pro, which upon activation will lead to the protein breakdown in the cell itself. So alin ang nakakasira ng cell? The caspase. Ang pro-caspase, bakit hindi? Kasi hindi pa siya activated. Now if you remember, uh, if you're a fan of biochemistry, Usually, ang nangyayari is that kapag pro-enzyme pa siya, what happens is actually pinuputol siya or kinakut siya to activate it. Or to be more specific, it is being cleaved to activate it. Now, normally, apoptosis is balanced by the growth of new cells. Otherwise, the body would either shrink or grow excessively. Now, take a look at this. Ha. Yung yung baby pa tayo or nung pediatric patients pa tayo, ang nangyayari is there is more cellular growth than cellular death. Nung mature adults na tayo, medyo pantay na sila. At habang tumatanda, ang nangyayari is, dumadami na ngayon ang cell death, kumukonte si cellular growth. So, ang nangyayari dito, uh, nagkakaroon tuloy ng uh, new studies on how to solve other diseases like Alzheimer's, cancer, and autoimmune disorders. Now, let's talk about cancer. So, ang cancer is caused by a mutation or an abnormal activation of cellular genes that control growth and cell mitosis. Bakit? Kasi, cell, kasi cells na, na merong cancerous characteristics, ayaw nilang mamatay and they do not respect no, other cells. So, that's why they always take over the entire organism. Kasi nga, ang dami nating control mechanisms kanina, pero eto manhid. Ayaw makinig at walang respeto sa kapwa niya cells. Now, abnormal genes are called oncogenes and uh, we have uh, identified around 100 of them so far. And meron din tayong anti-oncogenes. So, sila naman ang shield natin. No? They suppress the activation of these cancer-causing genes. So, eto yung problema ngayon. Parang ganito lang. No? Kunwari, bakit ba um, bakit ba dumadami ang tubig sa katawan ng tao? Either, either masyadong marami ang iniinom or hirap siyang ilabas ang tubig sa katawan. Ganon din. There's always at least two explanations if you look at it sa mga processes na ganito. Ngayon, if we have an oncogene that can trigger cancer and we have an anti-oncogene that can stop that oncogene from triggering cancer, paano ang... Uh, what is the mechanism na kung saan magkakaroon ng problema ang anti-oncogene? So, ang nangyayari is either nawala or na-inactivate siya. 
either wala talaga siyang anti-oncogene or na-inactivate siya or nasira siya. Parang ganun na lang. So kapag nasira yung shield natin, yung anti-oncogene, ang nangyayari is syempre magiging masaya si oncogene. And then eventually that will lead now to cancer. Now, ano pang na-learn natin so far about cancer? Na only a minute fraction of cells in the body mutate into cancer. So let's talk about cancer cells. Ano bang mga itsura nila? Uh, mutated cells have less survival capacity than normal cells and simply die. So most mutated cells do not survive because they may still have normal feedback controls that prevent excessive growth. About, yung namang hindi, talagang mga bastos yun. <laughs> In a way, no? they're really rude and uh, they really want to survive. So ano ibig sabihin nito? Kahit ang mutating isang portion ng cell, eh possibly may ibang uh, mechanisms naman siya na normal, kaya eventually hindi siya dumadami or lumalago. Now, ano pa? Potentially, cancerous cells are often destroyed by the immune system before growing into a cancer or tumor. That's to ina-attack siya okay, ng ating immune system. So, ano pa? Uh, most mutated cells form abnormal proteins because of their altered genes and uh, nade-detect siya tuloy ng immune system natin. So, nagkakaroon na antibodies or uh, sensitized lymphocytes against those cancerous cells and hopefully, eventually, get to destroy them. So, anong evidence natin? Yung mga immunosuppressed individuals have a five times more likelihood of developing cancer. So, sino yung mga immunosuppressed? Take note, ha? yung mga nagtitake ng steroids or those with acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Now, ano pa? Successful cancer growth requires several different activated oncogenes. Ibig sabihin, if, if there was another way of saying it, magmumukha siyang the perfect storm. No? So, for example, Let's say na may isang pasyente na natanggalan ng paa, naoperahan ng baliktad. No? Instead of ang left foot ang uh, inoperahan, ang right foot ang natanggal. So how does that happen? That happens through a series of unfortunate events. Na yun nga, parang the perfect storm. So sabihin na lang natin na yung dapat siguro nagdala sa kanya, eh hindi nang check ng record kung alin doon ang aalisin na parte ng katawan. Kaya pag-endorse doon, parang wala lang, tinanggap lang siya nung nurse siguro sa operating room. Tapos naman, sa operating room nurse, pagdating doon, hindi na chinek. Kahit dapat chinek niya yung chart kung to make sure na which procedure is gonna be done. Tapos naman, si Sir John, naniwala lang na sa nakita niya na pagkaalam niya, eh, ito yung tatanggalin, eh, yung right foot, eh, dapat pala left, kaya pinutol na yung right foot. So eventually, the point here is that it is a domino effect. Na domino effect na parang or maybe not a domino effect, but it's a series of events na nag-fail yung mga safety mechanisms. So what is another way of looking at it? For example, one oncogene may promote rapid reproduction of a cell line. So sabihin niya, sige, dumami tayo, dumami tayo. Pero kinulang siya ng isang oncogene na magbibigay ng support or nourishment. That's why since wala yung oncogene na yon that is necessary to create more blood vessels to supply the nourishment, hindi rin siya mag to survive very long. Now, cancer also rarely develops because in the trillions of cells and processes, control is strictly, very strictly implemented. So marami din tayong mga proofreading mechanisms. So how does cancer develop pa rin? Kasi last I heard, meron pa rin tayong cancer, di ba? We have ionizing radiation. So kasama dito yung, ano, ha? Kasama dito yung x-ray, but uh, x-ray, by itself, hindi naman siguro, mas prone pa siguro yung mga x-ray technicians or yung mga rad tech. 
if they're not uh, they're not careful. Ano pa? Even mga airplanes meron. So ions formed under tissue are reactive and can rupture DNA strands, leading to mutations. So depende na, no? mamumukha kang incredible hawk, kung gamma ray. We also have chemical substances, so they can trigger mutations and are called carcinogens. Kaya chemical, cons- uh, chemical triggers or cancer-causing chemicals, kira na lang. Especially cigarette smoke. We also have physical irritants, so continued abrasion of uh, the linings of the intestinal tract by food, damaged tissues lead to rapid mitotic replacement of cells, which will increase the chances of mutation. Bakit? Kasi napaka-rapid, baka hindi na kinaya masyado ng proofreading mechanisms. Ganun na lang. So next is heredity. Some families talagang merong mga nai-inherit na oncogenes and uh, baka nga pag panganak pa lang sa'yo or pag form pa lang sa'yo, activated na sila. So kondi na lang ang kailangan. Kumbaga, that's one step less necessary to have cancer. Now, meron din tayong mga cancer that can actually trigger mutations that lead to cancer. So we actually have viruses that can trigger mutations that can lead to cancer. So like leukemia. Since one strand of the DNA virus can insert itself directly into one of their chromosomes and cause the mutation. Ibig sabihin, nakialam mismo si virus sa actual DNA. Pumasok siya doon at binago na yung instructions na may abnormal tuloy yung function ng cell. So some RNA viruses carry an enzyme known as a reverse transcriptase which causes DNA to be transcribed from RNA. So it inserts itself into the animal genome leading to cancer. So kung kanina, kailangan natin sa DNA polymerase para gumawa ng RNA. Okay, rather, kailangan natin ng RNA polymerase para gumawa ng RNA from DNA. Ito naman pabaliktad. From RNA na virus, kailangan niya sa reverse transcriptase na enzyme para ipasok ang sarili niya sa DNA na nananahimik dapat. At dahil doon, ginulo niyang buhay, yung DNA naging cancer siya. Now, characteristics of a cancer cell, they do not respect cellular growth limits. Do you remember the photo of the tree kanina? Or the trees, rather? So, wala silang ganon. Ano pa? They are less adhesive to each other and tend to wander off. That's why they get they get to transport themselves to other parts of the body. Tawag natin doon, metastasis. They also have angiogenetic factors which cause new blood vessels to form para naman mabuhay siya to supply the nutrients required for growth. So, ang tanong dito is why do cancers kill? Simple lang, competition with normal tissues for nutrients. Inuubos nila. Kasi nga uncontrolled ang cellular growth nila. Ibig sabihin, almost uncontrolled din ang pagkuha nila at pagnakaw nila ng pagkain para sa normal cells. So, yung nangyayari is deprived si normal cells. So eventually, nagugutom siya at namamatay yung mga uh, cells natin. Because here's the tip. Bago mamatay yung cell, it will actually try to eat itself to survive. So it's very tragic, no? Pero we call that autodigestion. And then kapag hindi na talaga niya kaya, that will now lead to cell death. And we end there.